Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Oh, three, four. Was I supposed to test my mic too? You can test it. I always do that. Hi. Hi. It's the same level every day. I don't know why we do a test. I don't know why. I was just going to say, I don't know why we test. And then I don't know why I do the same thing. Because Scott will say a one, two. And then I'll go a three, four. It's just a thing we do. But I am always so late to say three, four. Our engineers probably think, we've set up a processor specifically for <laughs> them. Morons. What are they doing? Set. And we never have to adjust levels. So it's true. I don't know why we bother doing it. But I think it's just a thing that broadcasters sometimes do before they record something. Every time you see a mic, you just want to count into it. I want, I want to test one. Uh, are my levels good? And the people behind the scenes are go- like rolling their eyes so hard you can hear it. Vocal test, vocal it's test. Fucking fine. Sibilance, sibilance. <laughs> oh now, brown cow. All righty then. Oh, yes. Remind are- me to talk about Jim Carrey. We will get to Jim Carrey. We will get to Jim Carrey. What do you want to start with? Do you want to start with some DMs? Uh, yeah, I love to start with DMs. And thank you to everybody who sends them to us. We truly appreciate those. I'll do one quickly because it's just quick. The amount of people, particularly nurses, who have sent me notes about my finger thank you janet in particular has been very concerned about my finger which in case you missed it in the podcast earlier this week is not broken not fractured confirmed by x-rays but lots of great advice she is advising me to ice periodically and hold it above my heart she says it'll take a few weeks for the swelling to go down janet i love you thank you very much that's so sweet glad you have her back like that we appreciate it um couple of great dms here one was from someone listening in the states because we had asked a bunch of questions about the states and of course i'm having a hard time finding it but they let me know they corrected me and then i said that the maternity paternity leave i think for is for most is six weeks but he corrected me and said no actually we had a baby in the states and it's very common for them not to have any kind of guarantee work policy to the point where some people have their baby just take holidays, do a week off, and then come back a week after they've had their baby because really? they don't want to lose their job. That's how bad it is in the States. We're talking about the United States of America. Very, very sad. So we are lucky in some ways here, even though, yes, the pay that we get, the EI is shit. It's still better than a lot of cases. Um, this one is from Juan. Juan wanted to talk about the coffee. Juan says, hey, I just have to say I really like the After 9 podcast. Keep it up. Also, as a Colombian, I hope that the Colombian coffee is still working. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's working well. Uh-huh. Um, haven't been able to listen to you guys in the morning for the past few days, so I was wondering if you could let me know if there's any more passes to the auto show. Okay, sorry. Side note. Uh, no, we don't have any more Toronto auto show passes to give away as of right now. That was a hot ticket. Uh, but thank you, Juan, for listening when you can. We appreciate it. The coffee has turned into somewhat of a juggernaut. Um So I'm going to make it the feature image on this podcast. If you want to see which coffee it is that we're drinking, look at the visual of this podcast and you're going to see it right now. Uh, People are asking questions like crazy, namely because it's sold out everywhere. And we're going to take a little bit of responsibility for that. Sorry. Mm -hmm. People went looking for it and we didn't even know the name. All we knew it was Colombian coffee and there's a white box with a parrot on it. And people went searching for it. Like they're not in, we're not, they're not in any way paying us to talk about it. It just so happens 
the first day we had it, and every day since, we've noticed a difference in our caffeination level, if that's what it is. There's something in that coffee, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Um, There's uh, one more I just want to get to real quick. Just listen to yesterday's podcast. I feel like I'm an odd one out as a female. I have to wear a bra to be comfortable, even when just sitting at home, and I have no plans for the day. I still have to wear a bra. Okay, there you go. I mean, that was uh, uh, a lot of people do. That was the uh, intention of them. That means, by the way, you probably have a very good, comfortable bra. So whatever you're purchasing, keep it coming because some of them are not as comfortable as others. Here's a tweet from Robin. uh, Listening to After 9 podcast episode 168. I agree. I sometimes don't wear a bra to work. I don't care what people think. I had a reduction while back and sometimes the scar tissue underneath gets irritated and I just can't do a bra that day. Hashtag pain free. Whatever you do it, I mean, it's totally up to you. Mm -hmm. It's a choice, I think, is how we left it on the podcast yesterday. It's a choice, not a trend. It's a choice, not a trend. Stop it with the trend shit. So many responses, particularly online today, about a video that is circulating around. In a nutshell, it is a woman Mm -hmm. on an airplane, and she started filming because the guy behind her started punching her seat. And when I say punching, I don't mean like a boxer. I mean, he was just like... Per- like on purpose? Purposely punching do we, it. Do we know a reason why this all of a sudden started happening? Was he angry at her? She reclined her seat. Gotcha. And that was the only reason. Yep. They didn't have words. He just started going, fine. Okay. Yeah. As someone who hates the reclining seat, absolutely Hates it. Can we call it a reclining seat, though? It goes back like, it barely goes back. It's stupid. They shouldn't even bother with it just because it's pointless. Well, that's been my opinion from the start. They shouldn't even put reclining seats on airplanes because they don't recline enough to make a difference in making you comfortable. But it does recline enough that it does inconvenience the people behind you. I'm going to assume you haven't seen this video. I have not seen the video yet. No. Okay. So here it is. Here's the woman, and you can see the guy punching the seat. Mm. And he did it like eight or nine times. So this is what the woman says. Here's a great jackhole. He was angry that I reclined my seat and punched it about nine times. Hard. At which point, I began videoing him. And he resigned to this behavior. The other jackhole is the at American Air flight attendant who reprimanded me and offered him a rum. Whoa. This guy is here, there. Now he's right into it. He's in the zone. He's doing like the speed box thing. It's like he's doing it to a beat. He's got earphones in. I fucking hate it when people recline their seat in front of me. Because they also have, and I know those seats are meant to recline. Ish. They kind of recline. It goes back on what? Like a, it's barely, a 10 it's like degree a, angle? Eh, like small amount. Not that much. Here are some of the replies. This from Matt. They could always just be adults and communicate about the problem. Instead, he hits the chair and she pulls out her phone to gripe about it online. Maybe talk to each other or have a Mm. flight attendant discuss it with them. There were ways. This is just an attention grab for her. Renato says seats are made to recline. If you don't like it, book first class or the emergency row seats for more room. This man deserves to be smacked and taught a lesson. Okay. Mm -hmm. From Sue. I would have turned around and knocked him out. This is pure ignorance. The seats are made to recline. If he has a problem, reserve the seats at the front of the plane where nobody sits in front of you. 
Hashtag jackass. This from Elizabeth. Some people hate it when passengers in front of them recline their chair. Like it's rude to take up their space. Same type of people who display road rage. They never change. Charlotte, I would have started snoring with that nice gentle rocking. But seriously, what a douchebag. Mm -hmm. This one, last one, from Lindsay. I don't know if this is assault per se. As someone mentioned above, maybe more like harassment. This guy's a total asshole either way. This behavior is completely unacceptable. And I hope this video makes its rounds. You choose how you act, how you respond. What a dick. And shame on the flight attendant for condoning this behavior. I don't know that necessarily that the flight attendant had all of the information. The flight attendant's in charge of a lot of people, and perhaps she didn't know the whole story. But again, there's a reasonable compromise here. Stop putting reclining seats on airplanes. They don't go back enough to make you comfortable, but it does inconvenience everyone else. The tray tables are there for your convenience to set stuff on or to eat on, to set a drink on, sometimes hot. And when somebody reclines, particularly if they do it with a little bit of force, wow, I'm wearing a cup of green tea. Thanks a lot, asshole. They shouldn't go back at all. And speaking of this particular story, you mentioned the flight attendant might not have had the full story. Neither do we. Just because we're watching some chick's video she posted out there on social media, we have no idea what happened leading up to this, during this, an attention grab, possibly something else had happened. And I'm not excusing his behavior because who who does that? Don't Regardless the of there seat. being words. That's why I asked if there were words being spoken because I feel like there's a little bit more to it than just this. And if there isn't, then they both have a little bit of an issue. Him especially, maybe more than her, but she can turn around and maybe try to talk to him and maybe he's the type of dick that just isn't interested in talking just in showing you how he feels about a reclining seat by punching the back of it but like a lot of those people said fucking first of all change where you sit (laughs) or set your expectations a lot lower if you're gonna fly that's kind of what I do that's how I look into it now and it sucks yeah but when I go onto a plane I automatically think the worst I'm gonna be stuck beside someone who smells like shit or I'm gonna be I'm gonna watch someone clip their toenails if you set your expectations that low your flight won't be that bad. You'll be pleasantly surprised if somebody doesn't clip their toenails. Everyone will be okay and everything will be okay. Just, just, it sucks. And the, But the airlines have all the power. You're not going to start flying a jet anytime soon. So suck it up. You can definitely send your complaint into American Airlines. Or if you have a problem with WestJet. Or if you have a problem with Air Canada. Whatever the case is, go ahead. Send in your complaint. By all means, maybe we can make changes and make some progress there. But for the most part, nothing's going to change. So set your expectations low. Don't be a dick to other people. And just, just, just live your life and stop posting everything on social media. Part of the problem here is that people have this expectation in their head that's about 30 years outdated. It used to be a very luxurious thing mm-hmm. to fly. And maybe you think because you're going to Dominican or you're going to Jamaica or Mexico, even Florida, I'm going on vacation. I want to be treated right. They don't treat you right on an airplane. They don't give a shit where you're going or where you're go- where you're coming from, what your name is. They don't give a shit. Taking an airplane now is very similar to taking the bus. It'll get you from A to B, but there's no luxury about it whatsoever. Mm-mm. And by the way, the seats don't recline on a bus anymore either. So get used to it. Get used to it. Time travel needs to be a thing or like... I don't know. We warp to, travel. Warp Star travel, Trek was on to something. Please let it happen. Beam me up, Scotty. Speaking of which, there was a great article today. It's on globalnews.ca. And it's about 
the Trudeau government is now going to start seriously investigating these complaints against the airlines. We've got this big new passenger bill of rights and the government, hey, they got a lot of praise for it. Finally, somebody's sticking up for us because we've been getting fucked for years. (laughs) Right. And we have. We've been getting fucked for years. We should have had this passenger bill of rights a long time ago. Europe's had it for a long time. So we finally got it. They've been working on this through three different governments now. That's how long it took to get it in place. I didn't realize it took that long. Well, this is going to shock the shit out of you. You won't believe me. You know what? You're going to say, Scott, you're a fucking liar. As it turns out, Mm -hmm. the airlines have been playing games with this new Bill of Rights to try and not pay out passengers. The airlines wouldn't do that. Scott, you're a goddamn liar. Are you saying they like to keep their money? They like to keep their money. money? Yes. Shut the fuck up. I know. It's crazy, right? So what they'll do is Global got together like 10 different passengers that were all told things like, sorry, you're not eligible for compensation because under the new Bill of Rights, if it's out of our control, we don't have to give you any compensation if you're delayed beyond three hours. So Global compared it with the actual records. And as it turns out, they weren't delayed because of something out of their control. It was staffing issues or it was... uh, Totally preventable things that were within the airline's control. People should have been paid, but the airline doesn't have to pay if they use that. Ah, it's out of our hands. Sorry. Mm. They caught him red handed in one case when a guy who complained got compensation for the fact that the flight was delayed. But his wife, who was on the same flight, was told a completely different story about why it was delayed and got zero. So they took the check. To Global, and they said, look at this. I got compensated. She didn't. I got told one thing. flight. She got told something completely different by the same crew. Sketchy, sketch, sketchy. You know what? I mean, there's just too much room for interpretation there. And and I don't want to see the price of flying go up any more than it already is. In fact, we're going in the wrong direction. It should be cheaper, particularly to fly from Canada to within Canada. Mm -hmm. It's way too expensive to go to the West or East Coast in this country. It's cheaper to go to Florida or the Caribbean than it is to go to Vancouver. It's crazy. So I think we should lower the prices. This passenger bill of rights, I don't know if it's really going to help in lowering the fares in any way. Although, Trudeau, just saying, we could lower some of the taxes on airlines here. If they had less to pay out, then they could charge us less. If they actually stick to the spirit of that intention. Well, especially like the Canada to Canada. Like you mentioned, I know so many people who would love to visit the West Coast or what have you, but it's it's just too damn expensive for them. And it's cheaper, like you said, to go places like Florida. And that sucks to not be able to see your own backyard, even though, yes, it is further away, you know, sp- space-wise. It still would be nice to be able to check out our own country first if that's what we want and not have to stop because of money. It sucks. Before I tell you how long, because I now know, before I tell you how long it takes a woman to have an orgasm, uh, I do want to do a plug here. Average. Anyway, (laughs) I I don't even know what it is yet, but it all depends. You know what I'm saying? I'll do a plug here for a new book. It is by the mother of Lil Yachty. Uh Lil Yachty, the rapper. Lil Yachty. You know how many people listening right now are going, who the fuck is that? Lil Yachty. Y-A-C-H-T-Y. Lil Yachty. I'm sick of these Lils, man. These Lils need to fuck off. All of them. So 
mom there, her name is Vanita McCollum. She wrote a book Mm. and she wrote a book to address a great need in society. It's a how-to book or a self-help book for moms of aspiring young rappers. The It's <laughs> the dumbest thing. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. A Kate. step-by-step guide for parents rearing kids with dreams in the rap business. It includes advice on how to handle financial and legal stuff. Raising a rapper <laughs> is available. <laughs> I knew we couldn't get through this without laughing. It's try, available try on Amazon. It's in paperback, ebook, and audiobook. Well, let's hope Lil Yachty makes an appearance in this book and maybe says, Ma, thanks a lot for helping me out over the years. This is great. Now I'm a big, successful D list rapper, and it's all because of you. Thank you very much. Isn't it too early to put out a book? Like, Lil Yachty is barely a thing. Nobody knows who he is. If Kanye's mom had done this, maybe. Uh, No, there's no reason we need this. (laughs) You've got two girls at home. How many times have you been to Indigo going through the self-help section trying to find a parenting book on how to raise a rapper? (laughs) I wish they had more of them. Oh, insert Lil Yachty's mama. It's stupid. I wonder, I am curious about the sales though, because you know there's going to be those people that raise kids just in the hopes that they become celebrities, whether it be rapper, uh, actress, or whatever the case is, singer of some kind, that might maybe pick up this stupid book. Just got a text message from my mother. Scotty, I'm writing a book, How to Raise a Radio DJ. Save when they're young because you will give them money for the rest of their lives. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's exactly true. That's exactly bang on. Uh, A new study found exactly how long it takes the average woman to orgasm. I'm going to give you a number. You tell me if it's too high or too low. Okay. 11 minutes. Too high or too low? Too high. Too high. You think it's less than 11 minutes? Yeah. Really? Really? 13 minutes and 28 seconds is how long it takes the average woman. The researchers figured it out by having 645 women from 20 different countries use a stopwatch to time things out. First off, that's bullshit. That is, that's, that is the no. least sexy thing. Hang on. Hold on. Let me just start. <laughs> you imagine that you're banging a girl and. Turn around and you see a fucking stopwatch there. Oh shit! There's so many questions here. They're like, I'm she, caught. Was she was she by herself or someone else was trying to help this situation? The women were all straight. They were all in committed relationships, okay. and they were an average of 30 years old. The study also found that more than two thirds of women needed some kind of touching or stimulation during cl- during sex to climax. Okay, so this is str- straight sex. The position was that was the most effective for the woman was on top. Okay, so we're not talking about anything but the act of the act of sex. Right. Okay. Okay. Fucking. Gotcha. <laughs> Banging. Yes. Doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Well, okay, that's not that bad. That's not bad, right? No. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was less, but yeah, so would I. But some people don't even don't even. Period, and then the end. Like, don't. If it's your period, that's can't. a totally other no, story. I can't. <laughs> don't. 
Without, like you said, without additional help, without additional resources. You're suggesting maybe a toy involved in the process? Anything. Anything. Yeah. Hand, toy, whatever. Oh, a little bit of, uh, she's going to have to take some ownership herself there. That's what I'm guessing that they mean. Yeah. Yeah, this is just straight sex. Her on top. 13 minutes, 28 seconds mm-hmm. on average. That's because she needs to control it. That makes most sense. It's a very complicated situation down there. I need to find myself a below average woman. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that self-help book? <laughs> Ironically, it's, there's probably a ton of them. And they're probably on the same shelf as how to raise a rapper. <laughs> it's in the shitty book section of your local Indigo. Where's, excuse me, where's the shitty self-help books, please? Yeah, where's the section of books that nobody bought? <laughs> People don't really know what the fuck they're talking about. I want to read those ones. I'm looking for how to raise a rapper. And if you have a buy one, get one. I'd also like how to make a woman orgasm in less than 13 minutes. <laughs> Uh, put in the work, guys. Put in the work. And talk. Communicate. Oh, communication. Communication is key. And some some people And by think- the way, communication is not, you like that? You like that, baby? That's not like really, that's not specific enough. Right. Okay, well, what is specific <laughs> enough? Because I got the first See, part down pat. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I'll let you know in my book. My book that I have coming out soon. Coming soon, Kat's new book, How to Have an Orgasm in Less Than 13 Minutes Without Using Your Hands or Toys. <laughs> Shit. Um, I know that you were probably pretty young when this came out, but have you seen any of the Back to the Future movies? So, for the very first time, I watched the first Back to the Future movie about two years ago. And that's the very first time I watched it. Really? You waited that long I to kn- watch Back to the Future? I, yes. It just wasn't one of those big ones in my household growing up or anything like that and it was out before my time but that said of course it's a very it's still it's a cult classic so it did take me longer than i would like to admit it's not a cult classic it It was a box office smash okay everybody loved marty mcfly okay whoa everybody Uh, thought biff was a dick and marty mcfly was the coolest guy ever and anytime vest sales were through the roof anytime anyone made reference to any of the things you just mentioned like a biff i didn't know what those things were until a couple years ago so i get what you're saying now they promised that by 2015, we would have flying cars. Mm-hmm. New survey says we no longer believe we will have flying cars in our lifetime. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Can I say it's a fucking terrible idea anyway? Yeah. I don't want to have flying cars. No, thank you. But the Uber drone car thingy that you'll be able to get from A to B in New York, cities where they have traffic gridlock, they apparently are going to have a flying car that will take you from building to building and you avoid all the ground level traffic. Would that be okay? Is that like a helicopter? What is this? It's very similar to a helicopter. No, it's a legit thing that Uber is piloting, (laughs) so to speak. In New York, it's a flying thing that'll just pick you up and drop you off wherever you have to go. No. You don't want to do it. I would trust that like I trust helicopters, and I don't. Do you trust a regular self-driving car? I don't, you know what? I do kind of, dr- right, I tr- do trust that. I trust that more than I trust people. I do. It's the, that's the thing is the people. People can't figure out the roads yet. So why are we going to put them in the air where they could easily just bang into one another? There's no lane restrictions and things and medians and stuff like that. It's just fucking air. Like people are going to get fucked up there. And then what <laughs> happens when that happens is it all comes crashing down on somebody Who's it going to come crashing down on? Then Your you got, house. Then you got innocent bystanders and people's homes getting fucked up because other people can't drive. I don't like it at all. No, don't want it. You're absolutely right. There, and, and the sky is very, very, very big. In theory, 
we shouldn't have any problems because there's enough room for everybody. Except for the fact that everyone's going to want to be commuting to the same spots. So there is a problem. Thank you. Oh, I'll get downtown Toronto. Yeah, so is everyone fucking else trying to get down there. Okay, I get it. We can't master the road, so we shouldn't try and master the sky. How many times do boats just collide in open water? Even though there's a gigantic lake, they crash into each other. Case in point. So this is a problem. I get it. However, the other problem here is a good friend of mine is an air traffic controller. And he controls, I believe he told me, it was all of the airspace, airspace between thirty and 50,000 feet, basically from Windsor to Ottawa. There's a lot of planes in the sky anyway. Mm-hmm. And let's say you're not paying attention. You're just flying to work one day. You're texting. You got your coffee going. You just flew through the Tim's drive through You got a fucking bagel going. <laughs> Distracted is all shit. Before you realize, it's not like you're drifting into somebody else's lane. You're drifting into a plane's airspace. And you don't want to look in your rear view mirror and see a 737 coming in hot behind you and think, oh, Fuck, I gotta get out of here. You don't want to do that. Some Air Canada pilot flipping you off for cutting them off. (laughs) It would be terrible. Think about how many times you hear of birds, too. Okay, it might be a not, you know, everyday occurrence. Birds get in the way of planes all the time, or, well, well, I mean, they always lose that battle, right? Sure. Right into the engine. Think about if you're driving a little putt-putt car up up in the air. All of a sudden, a flock of geese comes flying at your face. Oh, those geese are deadly. You're fucked. Thank you. They'll win against a car. A a fucking flying car? No. Well, there's more of them. You're outnumbered at that point. You're totally outnumbered. (laughs) They already hate us on land. Sorry, I didn't hear you honking. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm sorry. That was a dad joke. They are the sharks of the sky. (laughs) Yes, they are. They are. Uh, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. A happy early Valentine's Day to all of you. I hope you are going to, I don't know, do whatever it is you do. Well, I, I don't okay. like talking about Valentine's Day anymore because some Why? people are like, fuck Valentine's Day. And other people still really like it. But it's become sort of an unpopular opinion to want to be romanced, right. to want to go out for that dinner, to want to get a gift, to to feel that thing because there's so many people doing anti-valentines and tonight i know thousands of ladies are going out for galentines from parks and rec i they, hate that word what's uh, wrong with galentines uh, i like it if you want to pick up go to a bar tonight it's not that that's great i just hate the word being slapped on it the galentines it's I ladies it. night out yeah, yeah, then just it's girls going out for Valentine's Day and there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't have to be called a Galentine's Day. I just hate it. Anyway, sorry. That's Amy just, Poehler is who you want to direct your tweet yes, to. Yes, I do, I do, I do. <laughs> um, we had our own little poll going on, though, this morning and uh, hundreds of people took part in this poll. And going in, or going in, a lot of people going in on going Valentine's in Day. <laughs> <laughs> going in. <laughs> You Raise your ex- hands if you're going in on Valentine's Day. You got an extra 13 minutes and 28 seconds <laughs> to spare? In, coming out, going in, and coming out, going in and pulling out. <laughs> um, anyway, fuck, I got off topic. Okay, um, so we did this uh, survey here. Going out or staying in? 82% of people are staying in this year. Do you buy that? Yeah, really? I do. Yeah. Why um, is that? Number of reasons. Uh, number one, it's on a Friday this year. So I think this year especially, people are more opting more to stay in. You think the other way around. Restaurants suck on Valentine's Day. 
Why? They suck because they're busy. They want to get you out as soon as humanly possible because they want to rotate these tables. Let's go. The quicker that they can get the tables moving, the more money coming in, the more tips they get as servers. So I feel very, I feel like you'd get very rushed on Valentine's Day dining out. Number two, all the people around you. Well, I mean, it's, if you don't like people, it's it's not good. Maybe I that's hate just them my problem, personally. Right? Yeah, yes. like there's just people everywhere, right? It's just like people, and everybody assumes because it's Valentine's Day, like they're the most special couple in the world, and they need to make sure that they get what they need, and they want all the waitresses' attention to order whatever the fuck they're ordering, and I must have it, and whatever. I just don't like people, so that's another reason why. And I think a lot of people don't like people, and. The prices are probably going to be jacked up a little bit more so than usual. The specialty menus, which you're going to try to opt for, you're going to try to share plates together and do all this other crap, and they're going to get you right in the pocketbook. They're going to say, oh, tonight. Nope, this menu doesn't count. You can only select from this, and they're all $100 options as opposed to the you know $14 meal you might have gotten. You could just go to a regular run-of-the-mill Montana's or Turtle Jack's or something like that, but sure. I don't think necessarily... The majority of people that are going out for a quote-unquote romantic dinner are necessarily going there. The higher-end, more fine dining places, I gotta think they're gonna be busy. I have to think they will be. But you're right, they're gonna be busy and they're gonna, they're gonna, yeah, they want you out as quickly as possible because if they can turn over that table and get somebody else in, great. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. If you're not going out for Valentine's Day, for whatever reason, maybe you don't like Valentine's, maybe you're just busy, maybe you got kids at home, I get it. But pay attention to this because I think it's important. The average parent has not gone on a romantic date with their partner for three years since their kids were born. Not said, you know what? Sitter tonight, we're going out and we're going to date like we used to date. I think that's an important thing to do. Now, all the parents who took this survey had kids between the ages of 5 and 18. Three years is a long time to go without having that nice mm-hmm. romantic night. And I think there's something to be said for it. You should date even if you're in a committed relationship. Yeah, I don't disagree with you on that at all. Even if your date is, uh, you know what, we're going to go to the hotel down the street and order room service. Okay, do it. I mean, obviously you're going to do other shit and that's fine. You're fucking right. Everybody else did it in that room, so you might as well, too. (laughs) Send the kids to one of the parents' houses. Something. You've got to make time to have those dates. I think that's a lot of people's uh, trouble. But there's a couple of things, I think, that hold people back. A lot of my friends have younger children, younger than you're saying, under the age of five, I'd Mm -hmm. say. So that is extremely difficult, even for my husband and I, with a great village around us. You know what I mean? I could easily say to my parents, hey, can you come over and watch the monitors? Because my kids go to bed so early that literally they could be asleep. My parents just have to watch the monitors, and we go out, we come back, everything's fine. But not a lot of people have that, have that village. Some people are here on their own. They don't know a lot of people or they don't have money to spend on a babysitter, let alone go out to eat and all those things. So I think that that's stopping people. But I don't disagree with you in that it's nice to have that time or to at least do things that you used to do before you have kids. So it's it's too bad to hear that. My babysitting service, the idea for a business never got off the ground. Nobody has one, ever asked me. Because you're the one. Yeah. You know how many times Scott has asked me? And I think I just ignore you completely. Yeah, every time. But I'll watch the girls tonight. I'm like, so, uh, <laughs> did you see the new Survivor? <laughs> uh, we changed our mind. We're not going to go out tonight. No, I uh, can't. Uh, sick. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
<laughs> you're sick, but you're here. Yeah, I'm sick tonight. I've raised two perfectly good, close to alcoholic children. I don't understand what the problem is. <laughs> I can only imagine what I'd walk back into my house to if Uncle Scott took over the show. I can't even imagine. Now, they just sleep, actually. They're pretty easy. I might take you up on that one time. You just binge Netflix. I'll get you some food. You'll be fine. Uh, is there anything else? we? Have? Oh, I want to do one feel-good story before we wrap things up. There's a guy, he owned a hair salon. He was very sick. He needed a kidney. And we've all heard a million stories about someone stepping up and donating a kidney. And I think it's wonderful. If you can give the gift of life, you should give the gift of life. Mm -hmm. Well, this guy, in pretty desperate need, and this happened in 2018 that he, whatever it was that caused his kidneys to fail. So one of his employees went and got tested. Turned out she was a match. She said, okay, I'm going to donate my kidney to you. Owner's life got saved. She did a great thing. But how do you repay somebody when they give you a kidney? You can never say thank you enough times because mm-hmm. they literally saved your life. And it's hard to put a price on that if you're thinking monetary, right? So what he did was he gave her the business. The hair salon that he owned, that she worked at, he transferred the business into her name, changed the name, a new image by Asha, I think is how I pronounce it now. He owns a couple of other salons, but he thought the fair thing to do here is to give her a business for the rest of her life. Wow. That's a cool gift. Right. Okay. Would you feel like if you donated a kidney and they gave you a successful business, we're square. Or would you still be expecting that that thank you every time you see them? Expectation. You need to st- don't not do that. When it comes to helping to save someone's life, you can't expect to get something in return. If you're close with that person, which obviously she was, and you want to do that for them, you shouldn't be expecting something in return. Unless it was a literal proposition from the beginning of, look, I need a, I need a piece of liver. You might have a good liver. I'll give you 50 grand. I just need a snip because it'll grow inside me. Just need me. a bit. Cool thing about the liver is we're good there. Just a snip is all I need. You don't need that snip. Here's some money. Unless it's one of those weird transactions that I think might be illegal, by the way. I'm not I don't gonna, think you're allowed to sell your I, organs. I don't... <laughs> I don't think that's allowed. That's not allowed. But I'm saying that if if you're doing something nice for somebody, you shouldn't be expecting. You shouldn't be expecting something at all. So how cool is it that that's what ended up happening for her? I think that's great. I think it's great too. Um, If you give that person a business and a copy of How to Raise a Rapper, (laughs) you're square. Fucking right. (laughs) Little Image by Asha. Album dropping soon. (laughs) Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, For those who listen to us on the radio, because we do have an FM radio show, it's 91.5 The Beat in Kitchener. We're doing something different tomorrow. It's going to make headlines. It's never been done before. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be big. But we can't tell you now because we're not doing the reveal until this afternoon at 4 o'clock on the radio station. And then it's going to happen tomorrow morning between 6.30 and 9.30. So wherever you are across the country, From Peterborough to London to Windsor to Halifax to Vancouver. Throw on the Radio Player Canada app or just say, hey, Google, play 91.5 The Beat tomorrow morning between 6 and 9 a.m. What we're doing is big. 
it's going to make headlines. And after we make that announcement at 4 p.m. Eastern, for those listening from all over the place, 4 p.m. Eastern, if you miss the announcement itself but you want to know, let's say you're listening in the evening right now, before Friday, you can head to our social media. We're going to have it there on our Instagram story and on our radio station page at 915thebeat. Scott is on Instagram at scottfoxonair. Uh, I'm there at cat on air, cat with a K. Okay, we're done. Sorry we went a little bit long today, but... Uh, uh, don't say sorry. There's people that are just loving loving it. Some That people. have been asking for it. So some split. People. So split. I know some people say half hour, perfect, fine, great, because it's exactly my commute. I used to like the 20 minutes because it was on in the subway and then I couldn't listen after I started walking yeah, again. Yeah, and then they have a bunch of unfinished episodes. Yeah. Someone someone showed me a screenshot of a bunch of like episodes <laughs> that were just like almost done, almost done. Sorry, I like, hate that. Like just tease, tease, tease. <laughs> and some of our best shit is at the end of the podcast, too. I know. Ripped off. We got to go. Have a good one, everybody. <laughs>